This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. While traveling, it's usually best to pack light. When it comes to money, carrying some cash and having an alternative like Zelle is a great idea. Zelle's an easy way to send and receive money with people you trust at any U.S. bank. It's already in thousands of different banking apps, and it's money straight into your bank account in minutes fast. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Safe travels. Put that long day behind you. Good times lie ahead. With company worth keeping. That'll bash a smile on your head. Come on in, the doors open, you'll find just the finest folks here. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and let our stories your ear. Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern. Here you're always welcome. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Promising beer and bedlam. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Music, medicine, then some. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. The songs. Good evening and welcome to the Tavern. I am Travis. Tonight's topic, we're going to be recording uh, the podcast of a B-Movie Downgrade, and I'll tell you a little more about that in a couple minutes. Do want to let folks know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult language, and adult humor. So if that is an issue for you, get the fuck out before you get your goddamn feelings hurt. We love you enough and care enough to throw your ass out. Um... On the bright side, if you like being offended, we'll do it for free. You're welcome. Um, What else do I want to talk about here? Oh, disclaimer. We are recording a podcast. We're going to... When we record an episode for the podcast viewers, we or listeners, we have a live audience on chat. And there will be times where when you hear this sound, that means we're going to read something out of the chat. Though we might read it without that sound. Who knows? Just so everybody's aware of how that works and what's going on. Now, as I said, I am Travis Sivard. I am your host and author and, and, and some other things. Well, people call me a lot of things. But let's introduce these other to- two here. Aaron, who worked a hard and heavy day, and he's whipped, but he's come to join us anyway to discuss one of his favorite Woo. topics. Um, so, bad, Aaron, why don't you introduce yourself? What's your vices tonight, too? Uh, tonight we are having ginger ale, and it may be mixed with rye at a later point. Um uh, I'm Aaron Kennedy, master tradesman, uh, doctoral candidate, and all-around guy. See, you know, I love the fact that, that we, we get Aaron on here. By the way, lift your mic up just a little bit. You're a little quieter than you were. That should be good. Um, we bring Aaron on here, and in the tavern, you know, we have all kinds and everything. But here we have a guy with doctorates, but he also works the grunt-level jobs, the blue-collar jobs, at the same time. And it's just as... Just a fucking great dichotomy. Okay, keep moving, Kent. Now, speaking of... Uh, wow, I just wonder how it comes out when I say speaking of dichotomy. <laughs> we uh-huh. Andrea, why don't you introduce yourself and tell them what your vices are tonight. Okay, Andrea LaChat here. Um, I've got tea and knitting over here somewhere for later. That's it. Very good. And... Um, 
I, my I'm not a map tradesman or anything, but I am a giraffe tonight. You, you are. And uh, they don't exist. <laughs> that that's next week's topic, Aaron. <laughs> what? Huh? Yes. I'm not here next week, so. <laughs> right, right. We're gonna miss out on that. Um. And hold on a second. I'm gonna try it. No, that's that. Okay, guys, uh, my vices tonight is Jameson Castmates, Cats, Between Me and My Keyboard, and, uh, what is it, C&D, Captain Bob's Blend in Pipes. I have three different pipes set up here, depending how much I'm in the mood to put things in my mouth tonight for our video audience. Don't put the cats in your mouth. They don't like it. This cat is very warm. Okay, let us know in chat for the uh, live chat audience. Or what are your vices tonight? What are you enjoying and partaking of that you can't? There's Andrea subscribing with Prime out of the blue. <laughs> Here's to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I'm give her a raise her a glass there. Actually, I just like drinking, so whatever. Okay, so tonight's topic, as I said in uh, this one, we're going to be discussing uh, B-movie downgrades. Now, by that, we're going to be talking a lot about different movies, some that were super expensive to make that just flopped, some that got Oscars that maybe shouldn't have got Oscars, and others that were just horrible, but we love them anyway, or perhaps that's why we love them. The first one on the top of my list that I saw, as because this is one I had to research, because I knew I'd never remember all this or know all the things that felt relevant. But in the list of researching bad movies, I saw a couple that I really love, including Super Mario Brothers with Bob Hoskins. Oh, and John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I need a copy of this. Does anybody have this on... Uh, Blu-ray or, or DVD because I really need a copy of yeah. Um, I forgot about that movie. It, no, it's such a fun movie because um, it's just over the top. It's silly. It starts off as though it's going to be something epic, and then it ends up being Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not even a good version of Mario Brothers at all. It is like the worst representation ever. Uh, with I mean, they're plumbers, and they end up in the Mushroom Kingdom. They hit the plot point. Yeah, and they have BDSM <laughs> bad guys and disco. I, uh, I don't even remember all of it anymore, but I like it, even though it's uh, really kind of crappy. It is hard to use. Oh, my and I love the fact that friggin' uh, Peach is in love with Luigi, not Mario. See, I don't even remember that. It's been too long. So do we? Oh no, to... I watch it every three months. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Shall we start out with basically movies that were good that nobody really likes or people bitch about? So basically, I thought you just. The downgrading from a high-quality movie to not an A-list movie. So, for example... Avatar. Okay, what? Avatar, which one? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Avatar, James Cameron, epic friggin' adventure about the Smurfs and Ferngully. <laughs> okay? No, no, and I'm really, really going to point this out. 
for those that like Avatar, give me one commonly done quote. That's true. There was words in that movie? Huh? There were words in that movie? Right. No, no, don't get me wrong. It's I just know it was pretty. That was it's art, but it's not good. Well, I love the one character. Uh, I think his name, uh, well, the native name was Dances with Wolves. He was great. By Kevin Cosner. Yeah, I remember him. Um, it's the same plot line as Dances with Wolves. Yeah. It's, uh, this is yeah. a warmed over meatloaf plot line, but man, did they make that plate pretty when they served it up to you. Right. I don't remember anything about the movie other than it was really pretty and shiny. I don't know what it was about. Right. There was a horse with hair that did a thing that's. I don't know. <laughs> did she just do the right. scissoring move? <laughs> no. I ain't here to judge. But no, no, it, don't get me wrong. It's just one of those. I understand why people were drawn to it. Okay. And that goes back to like the Titanic and friggin' the Terminator. James Cameron makes pretty fucking movies. He just doesn't but, make deep movies. Well, Titanic was pretty deep. <laughs> I see what you uh, did there. No, no. Titanic's actually not a bad movie because it just, oh, okay. We, we've established the setting and we know the boat sinks. Right. Done. I'm cool. I'm on board with that. It was a okay. good story. I see what you did there. No, no. I, I, he sets it up. Okay, good. It is a B plus at best. If I wrote that story, I'd get three stars on Amazon, and, but uh, people would read it. Um, Avatar? Nope. It is a C movie at best. Except for the visuals. Visuals. Uh, that's what oh. brought it up to a C. <laughs> nah, the visuals is... But yeah, plot-wise... And also, they did that new technology, like, let's CG everybody, even though they look like they weren't CG'd. Wait a minute, is that CG? That is CG. Maybe it's not yeah. hard to say. What? That, you know, I think that's the official title of the special effect that they use now. But they abbreviated it as... Well, I... Now, what's his face? The one that directed... Uh, the one that freaking directed the Transformers movies. Oh, um, well, th that actually is on one of the lists that I have. And, uh... Michael Bay, that's it. Um, friggin', you know what? Better movie, the first Transformers, better movie than Avatar. Okay. Because you got the guy who is known for making the best car chase scenes in Hollywood, bar none, and then he puts in robots that transform into cars. How badass is that? And it's just as visually exciting, but it's got a better story. I like Transformers. So do that's I. more than meets the eye. Right, that's exactly it. Uh, okay, I like the first movie. And then the second movie, you couldn't tell who was fighting. It was like, a, if, if I'm remembering correctly, it might have been the third. I like the dinosaurs. That, I think that... That was the third, I think. Is that the third? That one was okay, um, but it was like two movies in one because it was really fucking long and they seemed to have multiple plot lines. I'd have to go look up the list. Um, I like the one with Marky Mark. No, oh God. Okay, no, no. The one with Marky Mark in it, okay. That's four the boyfriend... He, 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 well, I think it's the 
number four because I don't think I've seen five. Um, the the fourth one, the boyfriend has a laminated card with the Juliet Law on it in his wallet. <laughs> that is so skeezy. How did that make it through the sensors? Okay. Skeezy or smart? Mm. No, no, no. Skeezy. Okay. Skeezy. It's uh, it's kind of like you know saying, "Oh, I carry a copy." I like of banging seventeen-year-olds. I carry a copy of my custody <laughs> agreement in my glove box at all times, just in case. You know, if you're dating somebody under eighteen, maybe it's best to have that. Which, by the way, Sunny uh, says. <laughs> no, 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 no. If he was just dating one person. <laughs> he had it laminated. Okay, that means he's got a pattern. No, hold on. Oh, yeah. here, here, hold on a second. Sonny says uh, the dinos were number five, but then she questions herself and says, or was it four? Yeah, nobody really knows. They all kind of bled together, and we all want them to be like great it. movies. Um, it was four was the one with the dinosaurs, because that also had a, what's his name from... Burlesque and Much Ado About Nothing and um, Robin Williams. <laughs> he was not in no, Burlesque no. or Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> um, and by the way, uh, Sonny also says, uh, but they were after the first three because they changed the main characters, which changed the dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I'd say for the better. Yeah. Because by movie three, using Shia LaBeouf and. You know what? Let's move on to a different movie because we will spend 30 minutes on Transformers alone. Oh, okay. No, no. Yep, fair enough. Uh, in that case, let's use Shia LaBeouf as our friggin' pivot point and go to friggin' the fourth Indiana Jones. Yeah. Which one was that? Was that with the aliens? Yep. He, hit, he hit in a fridge and got nuked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was and then when he find then we find out Shia LaBeouf is his son. Spoilers. Like we didn't see for those that, that will never watch this movie. Like we didn't see that immediately, or at least by the time they introduced Marion. You know, right? That was I know. I saw the movie. I don't remember it. Mutt Jones. Um. <laughs> uh, I think South Park did it best when they showed George Lucas. And freaking Steven Spielberg raping Indiana Jones. <laughs> I, that was their cartoon. That was the shock value of that one. Uh, you can look it up. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Um, we I'm, and I, quite honestly, that would have been a better movie. You know, it's the thing is, it was no worse than number two. Yeah. One in India with pulling the hearts out and stuff. The thing is, I am very much against, I want to see Indiana Jones go the way of James Bond. Roll three movies, give me a new actor for the main character. Let's have some more stories. No, no. Connery was in both. No, no, don't get me wrong. Friggin the problem with number two was it was a prequel. George Lucas likes to go back in time and explore characters that he's already created see, rather Indiana than moving Jones, forward. It shouldn't matter what time it is. You should be able to jump around through different years. Oh, absolutely. Uh, your, your overarching force is the Nazis. You're running around seeing those guys. The only problem that you run into is friggin' Harrison Ford is now in the get-off-my-lawn stage. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which he has been for like 15 years now. Uh, right. 
Well, he's crashed like four planes. Okay. The only thing that could have possibly been better is if they had cast him for uh, Captain Sully. Mm. It, uh, he even plays a get-off-my-long guy when he interviews on like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff. It's, hmm. uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see um, that. But yeah, that's definitely one where I think a couple quick edits of not making Shia LaBeouf his son and actually having that be the twist that the whole movie you thought he was in at the end. No, he's not. He's just some kid that kind of wants to be like him. And Indiana Jones needs to be the eligible bachelor he's always been and go, no kid, get off my lawn. And then pick up his hat and walk out. And by the way, he got married at like 70. Like they're going to get along that well at that point. And He likes banging young blondes. Hey, good friend. Well, really? I mean, him, Leonardo DiCaprio, who is my, by the way, a stellar actor. Um, bring from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. To, yes, that's. Oh, uh, right, such a great movie. And he didn't win anything for that. Nope. <sighs> yeah, but the chicks dug him. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens when you climb a tower. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, in the movie, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, his character was constantly climbing the water tower. I have never seen the whole thing. We'll oh. have to watch that. I've sat down to watch it multiple it. times. I've gotten halfway through it. You know the other one? What's the first one before Clerks? Chasing Amy? Chasing. No, it was Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Clerks oh. 2, Dogma. Okay, well, oh, Chasing oh, Amy. And the Clerks reboot. Hold on a second. got to chase cats. Come on. Um, Chasing Amy uh, I've never gotten through that uh, I have had multiple DVDs screw up DVDs screw up when I'm watching it I have had cable go out in the middle of it I have never been allowed to see the end of it by just that's okay fate and the gods of uh, yeah. by the way uh, a quick comment from uh, Michael Thompson Books who by the way is on uh, with us for Right Night on Saturdays, which we also put up as a podcast, says uh, the original screenplay of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which is part four. Part five is coming out, by the way. was written by Frank Darabont, I believe, before it was rewritten. Found it online once, gave it a look through. Had a little more of a magical twist than an extraterrestrial one. I don't mind the... Uh, see, we will spend 30 minutes on Indiana Jones if we let ourselves... Here, let's do this. I did a little research. Andrea did a little okay. research. I'm going to read what? a quick list. What's that, Andrea? Oh. I was going to say, um, well, we can we can twist this, how Indiana Jones has its cult following with some other big movies that have cult followings. I, I have a list. I want to get through the good movies that were kind of bad, oh. and then I want to spend oh. the rest of the time doing exactly what you're talking about, because that's where the joy is. We've okay. just seen... And then there's some movies, like Waterworld, that people are like, oh, it's horrible because it costs so much. It's actually not a bad movie. Um, I, I don't like that movie. It is not a bad movie up until the final fight. What were you saying, Andrew? I was going to say, I don't like that movie because of all the water. It was good, but it gives me anxiety. But people complain about the cost. But here's eight movies which won Oscars. 
Is Oscars the same as Academy Awards? I haven't paid attention. Yes, it is. Okay. Oscar is the Oscar is the trophy. The Academy Awards the event. Gotcha. And it's named after Oscar oh. the Grouch because um, it's a furry guy in a trash can and gold. Gotcha. Um, so these are ones that people felt should not have won and instead something else should have won. So I don't know okay. if they're necessarily saying these are bad movies, just that there was something better. So I'm going to read through this list real quick. Around the World in 80 Days, 1956. Something we all okay. remember fondly from our childhood. I actually remember the Jackie Chan version better. <laughs> you know, that was good. <laughs> Titanic, Argo, King's Speech, Chicago, Dances with Wolves, Shakespeare in Love, Driving Miss Daisy. All right. So, like I said, this is the same guy that every fucking movie he complained about, he's like, oh, this war movie or this 1930s gangster movie should have won. Uh, I don't watch war movies. I just don't. Um, and the reason being is I was in the fucking military. I don't need to watch a goddamn war movie. One, they're not realistic. Or two, they're too fucking realistic. I don't watch them in general because they're not my thing. I've seen a few, and out of all that I've seen, which isn't a lot, Saving Private Ryan shines for me just because of the characters in it. Um, but yeah, they're not necessarily something I gravitate to, and I have yet to see something I think is a good gangster movie because all these other ones, they're just kind of fucking boring. I like Gangs of New York. Well, uh, Michael, thank you for showing us your bitch, sir. Here's no, but, okay, getting back to the list that he said, okay. Um, let's see, I got, I'm, I'm stuck on Argo there. I haven't actually seen Argo. Uh, the I'm familiar with the story, but, eh. Um, what was it up against? That's really the question on that one. Um Shakespeare in Love, it's good for once through. It's visually nice. It's not that great of a movie. It's a simple story. Um, With a lot of these, I found them to be good movies, the ones I did see. But now we're just splitting hairs of somebody else should have won. I don't think any of these were flops or didn't deserve to be up there at all. What about other big movies that just... Should have never been big. I think Aaron did good with his couple that he threw out there for us. What, that should have never been big? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That should have never been big. No, friggin' the second. Uh, well, we can get into the second Star Wars trilogy. Um, I think that was just the money behind it made it big. Well, no, I... That and the fact that it had been many years since release and all that stuff. But really, George Lucas just didn't have anybody that told him, no, you can't fucking do that. That's stupid. Stop it. I can go with that. Well, because one of the things that we had about Princess Leia, she was the script doctor uh, for the first three Star Wars. She made Star Wars better. Uh, if you go back to the original kind of drafts and things, it's about it's a it's the fucking second trilogy. <laughs> uh, it's boring. They, um, Mark Hamill talks about him remembering 
the original lines that he read for, and you go, oh, that's just horrible. It's bad fucking writing. Uh, but he remembers it word for word because it's what made him big. <laughs> right, right. It was that pivotal point in his life. Okay, yeah. so now let's go to what we've been waiting for, at least us personally. I don't know about our uh, audience here. But let's start talking about horrible movies that we love. And now, I, like I said, I did some research, and I basically pulled up a list of cult movies. And all of these okay. aren't bad, but they might not have been great at the box office. Then I picked up movies. Well, for example, on this list, Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds hits it. So they were big dollar movies <laughs> that flopped. Even he was like, come on now. Well, he makes fun of it. He does. Yeah, he does. It's, uh, and ever so wisely, he makes fun of it because that's... Well, I mean, you've got that. You've got the bat nipples with friggin' uh... That's on this um, list. Batman or Robin. George Clooney. Yep, George Clooney. Oh. oh, don't get me wrong. I love the stylized world that they created for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Batman suffers from a too many villains thing. Most of the DC movies, Warner Brother in particular, does this. They introduce a character and they get this great character and it's got a single villain or antagonist. And then, well, they don't have to introduce the character for the second movie, so they have two villains. (laughs) And now you've got half as good of a villain on both sides. And then we get Mr. Freeze and the Riddler. (laughs) The one with Penguin and Catwoman was okay, though. That did good. Ah, it's not a good movie. It is not. No, she licks him. She does this creepy ass licking thing. (laughs) Right, Andrea? That's the one scene you remember. It doesn't have to be good for you to like it. Okay. Between that and (laughs) Grease 2, it made Michelle Pfeiffer a sex goddess in my teens. (laughs) When she straddles that ladder and sings, Grease 2 is another one that just, you're like, so did the Sears Roebuck wish book with the lingerie section, sir. Yeah, we started getting the glossy magazines in the eighties with the lingerie. It's before they're airbrushing out nipples. It it was it was a good time. See, this goes along the lines because before I was telling you I was doing research and I went down a rabbit hole and it led to porn. <laughs> a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um couple comments here. And uh, good evening to Rabbit, and thank you again to Sonny for joining us. Rabbit Wright says Labyrinth probably qualifies for the where we started, not what we're talking about now. In reference to what we're talking about now, Rabbit says creepy ass licking is not exactly how I would phrase things. <laughs> well, cats, you know, cats lick their ass. Noodle's not right now. He sleeps. Uh, La- Labyrinth, okay. I've got a special place in my heart for Jim Henson and the Muppets and Fraggle Rock and all that stuff. Agreed. Um, Labyrinth, it's a simple story, but you've got this creepy creepy David Bowie guy that steals a baby because he's in love with the girl. Was he in love with the girl? That's why he stole the baby. Oh. I really didn't get that as love. I felt like he was more like ownership. More like he wanted to control her. No, no, no. She made a wish of the uh, from the guy she loved, or from the guy that loved her, and he did it. Okay. 
By the way, Sonny. Uh, but this goes back. Oh, this goes. Oh, sorry. This goes back to like the early '80s renditions of Loved, where you get some real stalker vibe right. yeah. going on. Sonny said he was obsessed with the girl, which would have been a great lead into what you were just saying right there. So you yeah. know, I maybe I was naive. I didn't care. I just like the Goblin King. The Goblin King has awesome clothes and hair. And he and does that like, cool thing that. with the balls. Yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy ass licking. Yeah. I really liked the Goblin King. It's yeah. a, so what about some others that were just not great? Which, by the way, in my research, the ones that bombed out on Rotten Tomatoes and some of these other places, a large part of these, and I kind of want to thread this through our conversation, they're nerd films. Okay. Uh, to give us a couple, Jupiter no, Ascending, really? Wild Wild West, Aragon, um, Chronicles of Ruin. Those are uh, Okay, now, hold on. I'm going to point me, this out. Please let me finish this thought. Um, Spider-Man 3, John Carter, Batman vs. Superman, and many more. Here's what I'm feeling out of this list. Hollywood doesn't yet understand how to do a good nerd film. They're better now, but looking at this list, Hollywood was doing it wrong. Now, what were we saying, Aaron? Wild Wild West, it's camp. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not a good film, but it's not designed to be a good film. It's got giant robot spiders, the for God's sake. people bitched about it is because it didn't follow the TV series well enough. They they turned right. it up to 11. By the way, Spinal Tap on my cult film list. Yes. Uh, but, but uh, that's okay. You can be campy. Charlie's Angels... Okay, one and two, yeah, uh, were campy as shit, and they were nerd films, because there's no way that any of us are gonna see Drew Barrymore's tits otherwise. Oh wait, no, no, they're readily available. Uh, are they? Hold on, I gotta Google something. Carry on. <laughs> right, but you, you rattle off these like uh, Jupiter Ascending. Uh, that was uh, the Wachowskis, I believe. Correct. Um, and I, they, I it's not a bad film. movie. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's got some it's got some weird stuff going on, um, like the like the roller skating through the air thing. Right. Um, and okay, I, I didn't necessarily get that, but I also don't get why the friggin' uh, why what's her face had pink hair in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Lorna. Uh, June. Yeah, Wait, that's a uh, cookie. It, yeah, and Lorna Dane is friggin' uh, Polaris from the X-Men. Um, and uh, that that other one, somebody, Dame... No, Dame, Dame Laura, isn't that like a man dressed as a woman doing British royalty? Oh, well, no. Dame Judi Dench, I know who that... While traveling, it's usually best to pack light. When it comes to money, carrying some cash and having an alternative like Zelle is a great idea. Zelle's an easy way to send and receive money with people you trust. At any U.S. bank, it's already in thousands of different banking apps, and it's money straight into your bank account in minutes fast. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Safe travels. 
Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. No, she's just a cool man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mike. No, Have but, a great uh, night. So the Wachowskis make good movies, but they're tailored movies. Um, when you get like Speed Racer. Speed Racer is a great movie. Oh, I it's like that. Cheesy, right. It's cheesy. But if you look at it from a technical from a technical standpoint, it's horrible. But you go in there expecting it to be horrible. It's like the cartoons. Visually, right. it's stimulating, but it's so not was a the Matrix. Great movie at all. Matrix had a, a, a good, solid concept behind a, a philosophy. It's fucking Star Wars. Which, <laughs> by the way, um, they also put Sucker Punch on some of these worst films. I love Sucker Punch. It was layered and complex, but people just saw chicks in short skirts. Yeah, no, uh, we had. It was deep. The fact that she's seeing the story from an insane person's point of view, uh, it's no different than freaking um, Alice in Wonderland. I see. No, I see dead people. Um, Sixth Sense. Six. Yeah, Sixth Sense. Okay. I, I, uh, you got an insane kid seeing dead people. <laughs> That's all that's going on. She was hallucinating because they, yeah, lobotomy. Which I, you know, all right. I, I just liked it because she had you had your real world physical level, and then she moved to a mental level, then she moved to a spiritual level beyond that. So the insane asylum was her body, the club was in her head, and then the the fantasy scenes was the spiritual level where she's healing on one to trickle it da- back down to the original. Well, I mean, they did that in Chicago as well. Yeah, that was an escapism thing. And we interrupted Andrea. And once Andrea says what she says, I want to hit a few comments in our chat because they are having a good time over here. In your comments. You sure? Hold your thought. Yeah. Don't lose your thought. I want to hear it. Especially since your chat's favorite over Aaron and I, and I don't blame them. You're my favorite over Aaron and I, too. <coughs> Excuse me. You're okay. my favorite over Travis. <laughs> Fucking common sense. I got to scroll <laughs> up here. I am going to... I, I don't even know what's relevant at this point in time. Sonny is talking about Labyrinth, and this is this is five minutes ago, so we're a little behind on this. Um, David Bowie's character wasn't human. He's Goblin Faye, so love isn't exactly the same thing. Great out, great escape for us there. Way to do it. Mm-hmm. Hollywood sucks with nerd films, says Sonny. Michael did say Edge of Tomorrow suffered from weird marketing. Enjoyed it, though. Better than trailer. By the uh, way, I love the fact that they're calling out movies that are on my list that they can't see. What uh, and now? <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, friggin' Live Die Repeat, and all that. Friggin', Go let ahead. me finish reading comments. Just take some notes. This way, I get through that, and we don't have to backpedal in fifteen minutes when we totally tangent. Um, Witch's door says when I uh, went to a convention, had a panel idea and execution. Like we had bad idea, great execution versus great idea, horrible execution. Uh, Sunny, in reference to her Hollywood sucks for nerd films, 
they did okay with the MCU, kind of dropped the ball between Age of Ultron and Civil War, which, as Dora also mentions, kind of liked Battleship because it's action explosions and pure cheese. I love it for the no-thought thing. That has value. We call them pop, pop, <coughs> popcorn-eating movies. And last comment here, Aaron, then we turn it over to you and Andrea, whoever wants to wrestle for first place here. Sonny says, Sucker Punch was good. It was hurt by the fact that people went in thinking it wasn't a movie about mental issues. And I think that's well, valid. Oh, well, it was advertised as a TNA movie. Yeah, and that was the wrong way to look at it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some very beautiful women and some very alluring outfits, but there was a lot more to it. That was the icing on the cake, and you have to cut into the cake to find the layers. If you just lick the cake, you get thrown out of Walmart, apparently. Okay. Andrea, what were your thoughts? Now, Aaron, go ahead with your (laughs) Edge of Tomorrow thing. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. That that goes back to, they've got a book on the, what is it? uh, uh, There's a book that experiences the same kind of thing, and it's on the Marine Corps reading list and has been for coming on 30 years now. Uh, the idea that this guy is caught in a battle, um, he messes up, and then he goes back to the beginning of the battle and gets another chance at it over and over and over again. Um, but that was caught in production hell for probably 10 years, and then we started seeing the first advertisements for it two years before the movie came out because um, it didn't screen well and things like that. But Tom Cruise has ran into this a lot because he's executive producer on all his stuff. Uh, you've got Night and Day, uh, which was a over-the-top comedy action film that got edited into something completely th- different and turned into a horrible movie. Okay. Um, I'm good with the closing statement. <laughs> which, by the way, sorry to interrupt here. When you're looking at nerd films, I almost guarantee that 99% of them are coming from a book. And to not... Give credit to the book that you paid money to turn into a movie and follow what the audience loved anyway and instead just gloss over with a lot of icing. It's it's a dumb move. Well, they just did that with Artemis Fowl that's on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. Andrew was just um, glad to see the leprechauns. I love those books. I love the Artemis Fowl series. I started watching the movie Fell Asleep. Uh, he surfs in the movie, and he had a hard time climbing a ladder in the books. Weird. But I love the books. So, <clears throat> any other thoughts, or should I go back to a list? I don't know. I have a list, but I'm just waiting. What do you got, Andrea? Man. Well, some movies that... Are we going into the cult followings or just like bad movies? We could know. we could flip over to some cult following stuff because I do have a few of those. But there's some movies that came out that I didn't even know were B movies, like Fantastic Four. Well, yeah, that was just well, a which bad one? movie. B stands for bad in that yeah. one. Now, are you I talking about the Chris know. Evans Fantastic Four, or are you talking about the Michael B. Jordan Fantastic Four? Two thousand and five. I have no idea. Okay, that's the Chris Evans one where he plays uh, the Human Torch. Out of out of um, all three of them, the one without the origin story with Silver Surfer was the best of the three. Oh God, that was a horrible movie. Yeah, they were all worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, if we have a book, comic, or whatever that has seventy years of history, how about this? We don't give an origin story. 
Uh, I've been saying this for years. Yep. Uh, the Incredible Hulk does a great job at this because yeah. they do the intro sequence and kind of get the origin in flashes, but they don't actually give it. Now, no. Which Incredible Hulk? You talk about the bad one with all the cartoon panel type style film? Because actually, the film style was great. The plot was crap. And well, it, the film itself, uh, I'm talking about the one with uh, Norris. Um, Edward Norris? Right. Uh, Edward. Yeah, before Mark Ruffalo took over. Right. That one. Uh, not the Eric Bana one, which was the Hulk. There you go. The By Eric Bana one friggin'. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I think you're going to... Yeah, the Eric uh, Bana one was an origin story. The Edward Norton one was not, but they did a good job. Now, the, the comic book panels, it's a stylized rendition. I treat it the same way that I treat Speed Racer. Oh, okay. This is, this is what this movie's doing. And that's the Eric Bana one, and I appreciated that, and I appreciated the Eric Bana one until the end where he's fighting his father, and I'm just like, what? What? And why is Nick Nolte in this movie at all? Or is it Sam Elliott? Uh, why isn't Nick Nolte in every movie? <laughs> As a homeless guy. Hey. <laughs> Just as himself. Okay. Which I feel like that origin story of that Nick Nolte character that you're suggesting should thread through different movies should be Beverly Hills Cop 4. Nick Nolte loses oh. his job. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Back in the 80s where there was always a strip club scene? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just go in and go, look, you got to go, man. For anybody gone. that misses that, by the way, please enjoy Keanu. You're welcome. Oh, I love oh. <laughs> Just an over-the-top. Key and Peele. That, that's like the greatest. Um, well, for movies that most people haven't seen, have you seen The Unicorn Store? Yes, actually. Uh, I enjoyed it. Me too. A lot of people said crap about it, I guess, because um, Brie Larson, it was hers. She upset she people. Did huh? She upset people with her opinions and yeah. Disney and MCU and backing political agendas in movies. And there's like a, it's not even like a backlash. It's more like a backwash. Well, you know, I don't pay attention to that. But she produced this movie and everything. And she got Sam Jackson to be in it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I don't know fun. a lot of people that have seen it, but it, it does have to do a lot with, you know, the metaphor of growing up. So I don't know. I want a unicorn. <laughs> that's her takeaway. <laughs> um, yeah, um, that's a good movie. And it's, uh, that's one that got, kind of got downgraded to the, the C plus level. I mean, it was Netflix, uh, but it, it was enjoyable. I liked yeah. watching it. Samuel L. Jackson is great in it, like he's great in everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Sam Jackson is one of those actors, like Keanu Reeves, who in the right role, he's fucking incredible. Just to give him a role, he's not a diverse actor. He has to have the ability to give a certain amount of attitude or a little... Uh, it has to be him as the character. He's not going to do a Dustin Hoffman and become a brand new person every fucking film. Oh, uh, I think he's been typecast into something like that now. Okay, he should uh, have never been to, in Star uh, Wars as a Jedi. 
whatever. Probably not. But uh, if you go back to some of the old Tom Clancy uh, movies, um, he played a role in that. And if you watch it, you'll go, oh, holy shit, that's, that's Samuel Jackson. By the way, Witch's Door says, I really liked him in the villain as Kingsman, or the villain in Kingsman. Yeah, he was incredible there. And he did some acting, and he wasn't his, he had his attitude. He had enough of him in it. But Well, he had him in drag. Kind of. I mean, there was no drag, but kind of. Really? Uh, this was that character is one hundred percent in drag. He, he. That's his original lisp that he went to speech therapy for. Yeah. He brought that back because he wanted a. Who's the guy that runs Facebook nowadays? Well, all the days. He is Frozone. Okay, that's fair, witches. I'm not well, knocking Sam Jack. I love Sam Jackson. Where Don't is my wrong. super suit? And one of my favorite Sam one... Jackson movies is Long Kiss Goodnight. Mm. Yes. Andrew, what were you saying? Zuckerberg is what Witch's Door said. No, um, with the lisp, it made him more relatable. Yeah. Which, that makes the best villains. Just like, um, what are we watching, The Boys? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if anybody's watching that and has seen, um, what's that movie with Brian Cranston, or the show with Brian Cranston? Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. He's in that. The guy that's in Boys is in there. And, oh, he's a great villain. Just, I don't know. I like okay, him. She's talking about uh, Stan Edgar, the leader of the corporation Vought. in The Boys. And uh, it's, so it's a light skinned black guy, older gentleman. Really incredible. And Breaking Bad and the Chicken Restaurants. There you go. So, I don't know. I, I don't know the actor's name, but I really, I like him because it's subtle, and it's like the best villain. No. Um, Good. I was going to say, in my list, I have like everything from the happy stuff, and of course, we've got to put Spaceballs in there. See, here here's the thing. When it comes Is to Rotten Tomatoes... What's that? Is that considered a B movie? I think any parody is automatically aiming to be a B movie that's just drawing from whatever it's parodying. Um, I have a list of cult films I'd like to mention a few of. And the reason. Spaceballs. Huh? Spaceballs. Yeah, it's. Well, that could be considered a cult film. Um, a lot of these, and the reason I want to do this is because this will be an hour podcast and I want to make sure we can kind of hit on our favorites. So let me see what I got here. Oh my God. Should I start with the big money ones that failed or no, let's go straight for the ones that are in cult status. Evil Dead and Mm -hmm. Army of Darkness is in there. Um, Okay. Princess Bride is in there. Repo. Clerks. Blade Runner. One of my favorite quote clue. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I just looked at chat, which is Dora said clue. Love clue. Yeah. And by the way, uh, right up there with Clue, people should go watch Oscar with Sylvester Stallone and Tim Curry. Love that movie. Yeah. If you liked yeah. Clue, you will like this movie. It's it's mm-hmm. got the same Keystone Cops. Well, it was an over-the-top, friggin' kind of experimental thing that they did. And it's failed, uh, but we need more of them. 
Oh, well, yeah. well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather them fail like that and have a good movie than something like Pluto Nash. Fair. Which I love, but it's a horrible movie. I avoid Eddie Murphy ever since, like, The Golden Child. And I didn't, I don't avoid him because of Golden Child. I avoid him because, like, The Clumps came after Golden Child. Mm. Uh, the Golden Child <clears throat> is, an, is a great movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, no, no, I, I I love that movie. That I actually own that on DVD. It's a great movie. It's actually one of his better early films. I like it better than I like friggin' uh, Twenty Four Hours or Forty Eight Hours. Excuse me. <laughs> he only watched half the movie. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll hit a little more on my list, and then Andrew get hit a little on hers, and we'll pick stuff and just te- uh, jump right on it. I mentioned Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Fight Club, Blues Brothers, Donnie Darko, Pink Floyd, Clockwork Orange, Pulp Fiction, Spinal Tap, Big Lebowski, of course, kind of the 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 show leader for cult films, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you better name that. You're, you're lucky that Emmy is not sitting here. She loves that film. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Now, she was actually looking up Tim Curry yesterday. Um <laughs> But more importantly, it has Meatloaf. Meatloaf, an outstanding actor who has been in such fine films as Fight Club, but also Spice World. And if you have not seen Spice World, you are doing yourself a disservice and should go smack yourself. Isn't that another uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? No, it's the other one who is Saint Sharon Stone. What, Spice World? Yeah. No, it had the Spice Girls. It had the Spice oh, Girls with no. Meatloaf as their bus of? driver. What, what's the cool <laughs> world is what I'm thinking of. Oh, cool world is horrible. Oh. Two more on this list. Heathers. Okay. The original, not the remake. And Andrea, there was just a remake? for you, here's a favorite cult film of Andrea's that people don't think of as a cult film. Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely a cult film. It is now. Right. Well, no, no, because it, it came out at the same, or it was scheduled to come out at the same time as Nightmare Before Christmas. They had very similar theme, thematic episodes, and Disney, in the right mind, did not want to cause money to be taken away from one film or the other, so they released it on VHS, and it was on cable constantly. Um, it's not a good movie, except for the fact that the boyfriend had his mouth sewn shut, and then when he finally cuts it open, he chews her a new asshole. It's a great movie. What are you talking about? Oh, it's a horrible movie, yeah, sir. You can just, I love it. You can just put uh, it down to the scenes with the Sanderson sisters, and I'd be happy. I don't care about the rest. I mean, don't light the black candles. I mean, that's how we got to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, what's on your list? And I do want to read a few. Actually, let me read comments real quick. Because I'm very pleased. Uh, Chad is definitely responding here. Hocus Pocus totally bombed at first. Nightmare Before Christmas is technically a cult classic. Witch's Door had those comments. Sonny says, when it came out, it wasn't a big hit, but it was campy and interesting enough to become a cult. It wasn't supposed to be serious. I don't know which movie. She, I think she means Hocus Pocus there, but yeah, a little love to Sanderson's sisters, especially Winifred and uh, Bette Midler. Not even worried about the blonde. Don't even remember her name. Just love the vacuum riding one. And Bette Midler is... Yeah. Andrea. Okay. Playing on the Spice World, um, which I haven't seen. I will have to go watch because I put it on my list. Josie and the Pussycats. Okay, yeah. Uh, 
I love that movie. It is campy and stupid, and it shows how boy bands were started. What about Gem of the Holograms? Oh. The movie the, or the TV yeah. series? Both. I don't care. <laughs> There's only one oh, yeah, that yeah. existed. Go ahead. Um, okay. So as far as like B-movies, like cult things, one I found recently, um, The Lost Skeleton and Cadaver. They're playing that like they do the Rocking Our Picture Show at midnight at some places and stuff. Um, so, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, some of my favorites. Oh, and, uh, that's got a young Christopher Titus in it. Oh, does it really? Oh, yeah, it does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is another one I like. Um, I, I actually prefer the second one because it's over. they went over the top with that one. So there was one in 78, and when was the other one? Uh, it was, was like 81 or something like that. Yeah, I like that one, too. That's the um, one where they start off and freaking they're making pizzas out of, like, uh, peanut butter and stuff like that because tomatoes have been outlawed. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Um, I did some research. Little Shop of Horrors. I love that one. My kid was talking about it today. He's like, have you seen this movie? Yes, of course I have. Um, but I didn't realize that there is a 1960s version with... Um, Jack Nicholson in it. Little Shop of Horrors. It's not a musical. Gonna have to watch that. Um, another big one, Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is coming back. Because they're, they're still doing that. Well, That's they brought a big it back a couple times, and I never felt it did as great as the first. I felt like the first. No. Yeah. It's never the same, but it's still going, and it's still a thing. And, and speaking of nerdy, because that's what I think of with that so i don't know and death race death race 2000 um yeah or the original one what it is i don't i can't read my writing i just put death race i have the original on dvd yeah 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 i mean there's big trouble in little china oh i love that movie especially when you realize that jack burden is not the hero he's the sidekick it's just it's so stupid all around. I love that movie. I mean, I have so many on my list. I and most of them are horror movies. But now we only have a few minutes left in this podcast. Do you want to talk about your rabbit hole? Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 sir. <laughs> I, I I think we're PG thirteen, not NC seventeen. Oh no, we're well, rated R here. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was looking up horror movies, and I, and I love Rob Zombie horror movies, like House of a Thousand Corpses and Halloween and stuff like that. So I'm looking at that, and then I saw a thing. It says, where did the moaning for you know, the beginning of White Zombie song come from? And I clicked on it, and I'm doing all this stuff, and it came from like an 80s porn cafe or flesh cafe. So that's the porn. That's I where the soundtrack came from. I haven't seen that one. All but right. it's like uh, the green door. cut off year mm -hmm. 2001 for any porn, okay? Why? If I wanted to watch Italians have sex, I would. But we missed the whole John Holmes, Ron Jeremy, and Christy Canyon era in the 90s. Well, John Holmes in the 70s and 80s. Did we? Did we really miss it? <laughs> Somewhere. The okay, because uh, Ron Jeremy's been fat since 1984. Pretty much. That's when he really took off, when he gained the weight. Go figure. Because here's a fat guy with a huge 
Italian sausage attacking people. <laughs> Andrea, what else you got there before I start in our wrap up for this episode? Oh, I don't know. I just have lots of, I just have a big list. Clockwork Orange, Tank Girl. Well, any of the Stanley Kubrick's are kind of uh, niche films anyway. Um, it, don't get me wrong. He's fun, but we can go back and we can, uh, how I learned to love the atomic bomb. <laughs> I don't. So, for closing thoughts on this, how about we each just kind of go around and mention one of our favorite cult films or B films, either one, and one of the worst films <clears throat> in our personal opinion, without discussion, just laying it down. Then I'll go into the closing banter here. Um, Aaron, can we start with you? Sure. Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Great film. Best intro there is. Just the whole film. Very true. Mm -hmm. And a bad one that people liked? Well, I don't know if anybody liked it, but it's a great film. No, 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 no. One that you hated that everybody else liked. Oh, uh, Pocahontas. Absolutely despise that movie. It is total crap. Fair. Fair. Andrea? I don't know. A movie I really like it right now, um, Knights of Badassdom. <laughs> That's fun. Ah. That's fun. And Daniel Pudi and... Uh... Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ty uh, Tyrion Bannister. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Yes, um, that him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know one that I didn't like that a lot of people did. I can't think of it right now because I don't pay that much attention. Okay, good enough. <clears throat> now, for me, I'm going to kind of repeat the first things. Oh, well, Witch's Door, by the way, says uh, Reservoir Dogs. I can't get past the first ten minutes. Uh, really, a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies are that way. Either they're really great or they're not, and it can flip from movie to movie for different viewers. Destiny Turns on the Radio is a great one to kind of get into him. Never even heard of it. <clears throat> oh. So, uh, for me, I guess, uh, one that I loved that other people hate. I'm looking at my list because there was a few people in here. Um, I've already mentioned a couple of these, so I'm going to look for something else. Love Guru and Land of the Lost were both on this horrible, horrible movie list. I love both those movies. And by the way, if you want Land of Lost with Will Ferrell to be so much fucking funnier, go catch the very first episode of the 1970s TV show and watch just the first episode, then go watch the movie with Will Ferrell. So much more comedy value. Um, as for one everybody else liked that I didn't, I, I think I really have to lean into, as a huge Star Wars fan, what Aaron said and basically the prequels for Star Wars. Uh, nobody likes them. It's, uh, I tell you what, with a little bit of editing, they could be okay movies, but you need to yank. The holiday special. <laughs> By the way, I saw a place online that was selling frames from the holiday special uh, so you could have a piece of Star Wars history. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, wrap this up real quick and then uh, 
I want to remind everybody our next episode will be Andrea, Aaron, and myself will be together again for movie theater features where we'll be comparing going out to the movies versus our home theaters that we have nowadays, which are both amazing. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I want to, there's been no mail, but if you guys ever do want to email us, and if you're listening on the podcast on Pandora or Spreaker, etc., um, hold on a second, I've got to repeat this message here, um, in chat. So, uh, don't forget, um, uh, you can catch us live on twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk. And uh, if you want to email us, talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com. That's talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com. And we might read your stuff on air. You can give birthday wishes or messages or thoughts on the previous episodes. Also, I want to make sure you guys know you can join us on Saturday Night Live for the... I'm sorry. Saturday Night Live for the live stream that we turn into a broadcast for Right Night, which stars Aaron and Michael Thompson and myself and other guests on different weeks, as well as Sunday nights, where both Aaron and Andrea join me for Stealing for Survival, which is my Dungeons & Dragons game, which we play in the world that the book series Portals takes place in. Other than that, I want to thank everybody tonight. Uh, Michael Thompson for cheering those bits, Andrea for that subscription, everybody else for showing up, subscribing, supporting, clicking that share button on social media to share the shows as they happen and come out, and just all in all, hanging out. Guys, we are out of here, and we will talk to you soon. Where is my outro music? Oh, here we go. I got some. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the Tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night. holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com smartmarketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses.